0: Everybody, Welcome along. My name is Benjamin Bloom. This is the Benjamin Bloom Football Channel. Please leave your bias at the door and join us for Behind Enemy Lines, the show where we talk. Well, it's supposed to go half and half, but um, I think the swirling narrative points more towards one team than the other um, today. We don't have an intro on this one, so I'll waffle for a little bit and say do say hello in the comments if you are joining us. Obviously, this channel Often uh, just focuses on the championship, but this show particularly, if you can cope, does focus exclusively on my team, Ipswich, and the man across from me, Hodgie the Hack, and his team, Norwich.
1: Stu, how are you doing, my friend? I'm not too bad, mate. Uh, I'm a wee bit gutted, because... It seems that the mediocrity surrounding Ipswich might be coming to an end now that Paul Cook's away. I don't know if he, the, getting rid of him can be the good luck charm. Nah, um, mate, things are well. I, I'm a busy man. If I look tired, then that is real. Like, if I've got more wrinkles than I had when we last lasted the chat, that's probably real as well. I'm up every morning at 5am doing basketball for Sky Sports, and that grind is taken its toll, man. But um, yeah. I'll take your basketball and raise it a four-month-old baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I defer, I defer. Do you know what, though? I quite like that tonight, because I think of the five that we've done prior to this, so if anyone's not aware, by the way, what we do is we have these chats uh, twice a month, usually, or that's that's the plan, although we do go through them. Hi, everyone, by the way. Um, We have one of the chats a month on my channel, which is the Hodgie the Hack YouTube channel, and the other ones on Ben's, and then I put the, both podcasts down my, my Hodge on Nodge. Podcast tube, but yeah, for the most part, we've focused on Norwich in these chats. Not deliberately, partly because three of them to two of them have been on my channel, but also because for the most part, Norwich has had more happening around it. Not right now, my friend. No, this is, um, this is time to really focus on the tractor boys, and I'm quite excited to do that tonight because. I think there's so much you can talk about surrounding this departure and, and where the clubs at really, because it does feel like this is a really, really important point in the, in the new regime. It feels like, um, as an Ipswich fan, we've had a few really, really important points over the last 10 years. And got them all wrong um but
0: there you go um, <laughs> the heart more so, like, it
1: goes up a little bit then down more then level so again
0: look we will talk about norwich um after the half hour mark in the show still plenty to talk about there with um dean smith and uh, three game week in the in the premier league as well so we will get to that get any questions in i've got control of the comments so Any comments burying Stu will get priority and (laughs) put straight to the top of the list. Any comments uh, uh, praising me as well will be be very high up. So now, as you can imagine, I've talked about this until I'm blue in the face. Um, The way it went, Stu, was, um, do you know what? I was doing a, a gig and then I did my stream and then I went to walk the dogs in the rain, right? And you know when you go and walk the dogs in the rain, That's the day. That's the day. Yeah, your hair gets all crappy, you get all cold, you're going to settle down with a glass of wine. No, the phone goes. And and do you know what? I actually checked it. There's so many phony Twitter accounts. that They're really well done, aren't they? And they look really good. And you kind of... I had a little double take. Is this fake? Do you know what I mean? This was... Mm -hmm. um, Because it's not, you know, it's not the strangest thing in the world that Ipswich have sacked Paul Cook. But 7 p.m. on a Saturday night immediately after a game yes. um, caught me on the hop. Um, let's just say. Uh look, I've had plenty of discussions from the inside. I would love to hear people's take in the in the chat. And honestly, I've grown over the years of doing this, Stu, I've grown to value the outside take as much as
1: I have. I kind of like no absolutely. How it looks from
0: the do, do you know? Do
1: you know what? in football debate generally, and that's why I think your channel's so successful, mate. is because sometimes when you're a football fan, you get this sense of myopia, this tunnel vision, and you're so immersed in whatever the narrative of your club is, or so immersed in the style of football that they play, or so immersed in various things. I think we spoke about this. The, other, the, the last one of these we did where I said, I think I learned more about Daniel Farker's football in the first 15 minutes of Dean Smith because yeah. I've just become yeah, so yeah, conditioned yeah, mean, yeah. to watching that same style of play. You just get so used to it. And then it was like, oh yeah, there's another... You don't way. have a, a different context, do you? Exactly that. And I think we, with football generally, it's it really helps when you do that. When you take that step back, you take into account other perspectives. And... It's always good when you actually and and a lot of the people that we've, we we get sort of contributing to the chat, whether it's in your channel or mine, tend to have that. I mean, there's a bit of banter there, but it's never it's never that sort of abrasive confrontational thing. It's more like right. So what what is the actual kind of nitty gritty of this here? So, and Stu, before yeah. you come in on this. Speaking of,
0: um, let me just throw a couple of these into the debate just to color in. Chris bit. Mowers
1: has stuck out to me. Yeah, but, um... I'll, I'll
0: go upwards. Um, so, uh, an important wrinkle that we didn't have on Saturday is that Ryan Lowe has jumped from Plymouth to Preston. Obviously, Frankie McAvoy was in post. And look, you know how these things work. There may be a link, there may not be a link. But sometimes when you see a sacking and a hire expedited very quickly after another job opens up. You wonder whether there's I don't know. I'm I'm speculating. You wonder there's any whether there's any influence in any way, shape, or form between agents. Let me just put two more up. Um Josh there is talking about um Liam Manning, who's with Chris Hogg at MK. I have to say, I would feel so sorry for MK if they had two much poached of them. In one season, because Swansea took Russ Martin. Uh, Let's just stick Chris's comment up here. Not surprised Ipswich sacked Cook. Um, Alarm bell should have been ringing last season. Diabolical results can only get better from here. So, I've heard both sides of this now, Stu. I'm fascinated in your take. I will actually let you give it in in the next hour at some point. So I've heard the two extremes. I'll tell you the two extremes and we'll see where you Great. land.
1: Polarity of the debate is important. <laughs> land, land and then so hopefully well. I'll land somewhat
0: semi-sensibly in the middle. You're not going to be any wider, put it that way. So on the one end, look, we had... Um, and it's not all Lip switch fans, but you know how it is. It was the same with Farker. Um, uh, in, and there There's always a proportion of fans who... A little bit emotional, and they go for the jugular of this isn't good enough. Rah rah rah! Outrage, strongly worded letter, fuck her out, Cook out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that was the one side. You and um, basically that opinion, Stu, only existed in a minority of Ipswich fans. Not really anywhere else in the in the football
1: sphere. Just to cut across, did that change though with? recent results like was there a change or a turn? Uh, it, I mean no no, not, no 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 against Bar is pretty sh- like rubbish it isn't
0: moved it? yeah but Stu you've got to understand we've lost to West Ham no drawn to West Ham under 21s lost to Arsenal under 21s see that. lost at home to Newport. Um I, I don't want to disrespect Cambridge Morecambe and Cheltenham because they're in the same division but these
1: other teams you know especially under 21 teams do you know what I mean? That's yeah, you know, against... it's, it's pretty damning. And, and I mean, the the Rotherham game was a big game. I don't know how he's performed, and I only saw the result. Oh, good, bad, but, yeah, yeah. I will well we'll see. That, that, that's yeah. the thing, and well that beam. squad shouldn't yeah. be getting overrun like that, regardless of whether Rotherham are top of the league or not. No, no. I, honestly, it's probably. I don't, well, you make a
0: good point. it look, I'm not in Mark Ashton or the board's heads. So look, that was the one extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other extreme is what we've got since. And again, I don't want to sit here and say I value everybody's opinion because I do and then disrespect people's opinion. But you do get that very low information. Well, they've got two bits of inf- three bits of information. One is that they know Paul Cook is incredibly likable and energetic and well thought of. Two is M- they know Must he's... be a good
1: singer with that voice as well.
0: <laughs> two is they, they know he's only been in nine months. And three is Ipswich aren't in the bottom half of the table. So you get a conflation of those three things and people go, this is mad, this is mad. So those are the two things I promise I'm going to let you answer. Let's do some comments. Just We'll just fill it up but No, that, that, that's more. fine. I want
1: to throw a couple of questions back at you before I come in anyway. Actually. Okay, go on. Um,
0: so go for the I'll comments be, first. Do the comments first. We'll just get the debate going. Uh Dan, uh, who would go into Ipswich the way things stand? Chris Hutton is available. Um what manager? Choosy, choosy bluesy. Uh personally, throwing managers under the bus doesn't work. A manager needs to guide and lead, respectively. Fair comment. Uh John, has Farka got a job yet? could be a this has been raised as a joke many times, but I'd have him, but he's not coming. Um, AD, Chris Hewton would stabilise which, and with his contacts, get some good players in. Uh, Dan, it'll be great to hear your view, but outsiders view his first season with Big Ten. Well, exactly, Dan. That's that's the general outsider view that everything gets
1: I gets understand that with, outsider's view because I, I better think Better with if time. I, I, yeah, but the, the number the issue for me is and this is what I want to ask you, because I feel that this is what gets to the bottom of whether it was the right decision or not, is one of two things. Number one, you mentioned the game against Bolton as a turning point in our last podcast. A you turning said, point
0: for the good. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. after after that, it. yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. After that, results got better, performances get better, and there seemed to be a pattern of things going the right way. Obviously, things got a bit sticky again, but was there evidence that things could turn around, would be, be my thought. And then the second thing is, are we at the stage now where it just needed someone else, regardless of who that someone was? Because for whatever reason, this club and this manager weren't fitting together. Because if that's the case, then absolutely the the, the decision to sack him is irrefutably right. So if you think that it got to the stage where he could not turn this round and that there was going to be no means by which Paul Cook was going to make a success of it with a bountiful, brilliant League One squad that should not be in the position it's in, then I think it's a no-brainer that it was the right decision to sack him. Just put that up up on the
0: screen, Stu, so people can see there. So it's seven points off the playoffs. You can see Oxford, MK and Sunderland have got games in hand. Um, And... And I know. And please don't call me arrogant, but Stu has just said a bountiful League One squad, which everybody agrees with. So it's I will un- say,
1: like, irrefutably, it's in the top three in the division, and I think it. Might, I think pound squad for pound, pound for pound, is the best. Is the best. Yeah. yeah. In terms of depth, two two players per position
0: is yeah. the best squad in the league. So that means I can say, without sounding like a prat. 11 points off second. Um I'm going to answer your two questions. We got some uh, let me just read these three other comments so everyone gets the comments read out. Um Anir is winding me up and talking about Mark Ashton. Um he knows <laughs> he knows the he knows the, Bristol, he knows the Bristol City fans are salty about this. Uh James as a Hull fan, I remember a few fellow supporters saying not long after winning league one we should sack McCann and go for Cook. Uh four wins and then a good draw on Saturday funny how
1: things change that's exactly right James it is amazing how the difference in a year isn't it <laughs> it's pantomime <laughs> season we'd love to see Warnock appointed well know oh, you wouldn't
0: if you want entertainment um get him in is all I say but um right let me answer your two questions so you said about the Bolton game and the turnaround I think there was two points per game for 10 games after that and then it went south again and uh, not necessarily even the points per game, Stu, but the performances and the the trend. Every football fan wants the trend to you, you'd almost rather the trend was going slightly down and you knew you had to fix it than be going all yeah. over all over the place, which it was. Um and I I've got no comeback to your second point because I made exactly the same point about Farker that sometimes, yeah, he's a good manager. Yeah, he's done really well. I mean, Falk is a bit different because he did well at Norwich, at whereas Cook, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cook had done well at Chesterfield and Pompey and, and Wigan before. But sometimes, and I think you and I both agree on this, sometimes it's wrong place, wrong time, and you change it and then how, it works. How can it
1: be wrong, though? Because you look at it, right? One, he got so many of his own players, the players that he would have wanted there, you know? Like the club... Backed him, backed his judgment, backed him with the play, like a lot of the players that he wanted, and as I say, a bountiful squad to boot. And secondly, I just thought on football matches and, and leagues and everything else, never won in a bit of paper, never truer than Ipswich Town this season. Oh, Paul Cook's a cracking League One manager. It's ninety points That's, on
0: paper, isn't
1: it? It's a ridiculous League One <laughs> squad, and I mean you're languishing ridiculously in in mid table. But again. As um, your man James, who the the Hull fan was saying, (laughs) you're seven points away for the playoffs. The right appointment now with that squad can have Ipswich absolutely flying. And the only thing that I can surmise, if I look at it from Ashton's point of view and from the board's point of view, is they had got to the point where they thought, we're not getting enough return on our investment here. And it's... It's time to to basically well, to to turn another know, card in the game of blackjack, if you like.
0: You know, there's a few beats in the season where there's a point where you either do it or then it's another three months. There's there's this early international break, October one, where you think we're gonna lose this season, and you go mm-hmm. there. There's this point now where it's there's still loads of points. There's you know however yep. many games. What what they play? 20. So there's like 25, 26, 27 games left. And then once you've gone past that, you get into the we're looking at avoiding relegation or getting a bump or whatever. So this is one of the points. If they chose to go for it, um to dive in. Like I'm just gonna read some more comments and then we'll come back to you. Um, Stu. Uh John, this has to be one of the strongest leagues once there's ever. I, I agree one with that, but play. but that's um, I do also agree with Stu that the one Ipswich of the strongest squad is...
1: League One squads you've ever seen,
0: yep, yeah, yeah, probably probably right, actually. Um, AD, if she's got too many new players at League One standard, maybe I think that's lot.
1: a really interesting point. Just to come in, Ben, I, I wonder, was it too many? Like, yeah, yeah, probably so, so because yeah. that, that influx in the summer, I, I don't know the total number of players off the top of my, my head, you probably I think it will. was. It's around 20 out and then 20 in. That's what I well. had I had about yeah. 18 to 20 in my head, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, right? Like, that's the kind back... of job I do in football manager through sort of ADHD. <laughs> I would push
0: back, Stu, um 80 if I can politely. I think a few of them are above League One standard as well. I know you like, Chaplin's
1: a championship player, Macaulay that's Bond's a, a championship player, a, Edmondson a, probably a championship Edmondson, player. Edmondson Walton, yeah. um
0: Coulson probably. <laughs> I mean, there's the, there's
1: the Spiney Championship team there. Yeah.
0: Um, and here, he's still talking about Bristol City, isn't he? Um, yes, Lee Johnson was booed off, but I don't think we can do that two and two together. I, I think the timing's not quite going to marry up for a streaky Lee Mark Aston.
1: You don't want and... Lee Johnson, by the way.
0: Like, honestly, you don't mine, want
1: then. Lee Johnson. Uh, well, what I'll he's do from, is he's from um, Newmarket, and I know he's got property this way as well, hasn't he? If he if he wants to take the job and and do well, then I'll just paint it as you don't want Lee Johnson was a comment designed as a Norwich fan as a kind of predictor that he might do well. But I actually don't think he's that great, shakes as a manager. I really don't. I'd be interested to know what your man, um, Robin's talk was thoughts on on Johnson was like like. Parking the bike at the doorstep. Like what do you actually think of the job that he did? Uh, did, did you think there was some good points? And, uh,
0: it's, and a, it's a that's a proper Mick McCarthy one. Really good for three years, but everyone fixates on the last bit. Um Robin says here six fans, six thousand fans against Borough. Have the fans given up? Absolutely not, Robin. They're way more engaged than they have been. Um, you may not remember League One, uh, Robin, but there's a hell of a lot of games. There's Pizza Cup. There's FA Cup. The away end is full at Charlton tonight. It's been full the whole time. There's um, In the coming home games, there's been a campaign. So, no, um, it just skews on a few of these extra cup games. Uh, Manning or Appleton, then, yeah, there's a big, big that swell would,
1: on. I, either of those, Manning, it'd be really early. It'd be really, really early. It'd be a big job early for him. Appleton's a weird one, man, because... He's well, Stu, the
0: obvious link is to Mike O'Leary and Mark Ashton at, um, at West Brom um, mm. back in the day. Look, if you'd said this last season when Lincoln were in the playoff final, um, we were all you know high on Appleton. I know he had some health issues at the start of this season, and Lincoln have um, tailed off. Um, to be fair to um, Appleton, Lincoln sold George Grant, and they had um, Brennan Johnson. Um, on loan as well, didn't they? Good point. Uh, yeah, let's do um, let's do a few more comments yeah, here. Robert
1: Robin stocks answered back to me. <laughs> of course he has. Yeah, um, I I know him by the way. He's, he's a good lad. don't worry. Oh, yeah, um, he has, and he's subscribed to my channel, but he's, he's threatening
0: now to unsubscribe. So that's nice. <laughs> um, Ollie. Players Cook knew had too much of a free ride. Didn't feel the need uh, to fight for places. There, uh, Sean. Um, yeah, I think that's the point we were making, uh, Sean, in terms of the standard players. Um, Lee Evans has been awful, and we know Morsi can give more than he has. That's Ollie's view. Uh, John, if I was in charge of Ips, I'd try to point Ian Holloway, as I'm sure he's more than capable of improving the team. Uh, Minnow, Ashton still mentioning transition period in yesterday's press hmm. release, uh, yet not for the manager. It would seem doubt all the incoming players would cook. Um, I think we all know who's got final say on um, everything going on there, um,
1: Minnow. Um, I mean, the Minnow still- makes a couple of really good points there. Uh, transition period—such a get-out clause. Hard in terms of, of yeah, but in terms of trying like, to flinging a manager, he's p forty-five. Then, yeah, it's it's a very very easy one to do to say, oh yeah, it's a transition period for the club. Thanks for guiding us through it. A bit like the 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 sort of <laughs> the vice captain, a ship taking over it in the storm, and then the captain comes out his quarters, and it's a nice sunny day for the ship to go sailing again. <laughs> um. um Keep the comments and t- coming in, yeah. by the way, guys. Um, give me give me some names, and
0: um honestly, uh I've I've heard it all, and there's the normal nonsense going around social media and the betting lines are moving literally every time someone sticks a fiver
1: on anybody. Oh, so I th- can remember some of the names in the Norwich manager chase, mate. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, but he was right. So I want to ask you some. Was it harsh? Was it harsh to him?
0: Yeah, it was it was harsh, but I'll go down my two things can be true. Sometimes it can be harsh and it can be the the right thing. When my Oh yeah. yeah when my after his first win. Well when my missus tells me I'm talking too loud after coming down excitedly from a stream and the and the baby's trying to sleep, it's harsh but she's right. Do You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's it's two things can be true. Uh give me some give me some names um in the chat. So Chris Sutton um, would got, be
1: hilarious. I, I'd love another. I'd love another agent to go in and make things go terribly for Switch. That would be. Uh, fun. There's
0: been there's been so many names. Obviously Ryan Lowe was one, and he's gone mm-hmm. off to Preston um, now. Uh, Mark Ashton was very bullishy in saying um, there'd been plenty of contact, including from managers currently in work as well. So you would assume he, he said of-
1: that, but then in the statement said. Uh, <laughs> There is no one lined up to succeed them as if, like, yeah, boss, we haven't been doing anything nefarious in the background, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. Um, so yeah, I right. like I mean, part of that will be dictated by how quickly things move, you know. Uh the the one thing I'll say is, and and comparing this to the Norwich situation a few, few weeks ago, yeah, just weeks. It's been God, it's been a period of flux for both our clubs. Um, yeah, compared to the naughty situation a few weeks ago, once Smith and Shakespeare were available, I-, I think that became clear that they were quite clearly the right choice. I mean, I was, as I've said, blinded with the razzmatazz idea of Frank Lampard for two days, but then uh, I think, I, I think sober head prevailing. Smith and Shakespeare, absolutely the right appointment for Norwich City. I look at the the Ipswich situation and not really knowing the pool of candidate because the thing is, there's a lot of allure for 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 potentially quite a big name, potentially a left field name to to come in there. It's a crazily good squad. There's clearly money. Uh, Let's not go into the Arizona Fire Service stuff, but uh, like, there's clearly money there that that they can back the whatever the new man's maybe wanting in January to to bolster the squad. So it's a really, really good job to get. You're also only seven points off the playoffs, and was it, you said eleven I, off second. I, so
0: I, with twenty I odd games left, I will like, tell you how I look at it, Stu. Is that so? If you're a manager with aspirations to work in this country, you want a Premier League job. If you can't get a Premier League job, you want a job that's with a team in the Championship that's got parachute payments, okay? If you can't get that, in my view, there's not that much difference and sometimes it's better to have a run at the Championship without parachute payments from League One and Mm. build and get things going than... You know, with uh, the power of teams, momentum
1: as well. Yeah, got a And teams,
0: team. because of the financial system, and look, we talked about this to death with the fan led review. Teams really get into a rut in the chat. Well, Ipswich did, didn't they? You know, um, and you know, Bristol City are in a rut, Preston are in a little bit of a rut, um, Forest have been in a rut for a long time. And and then you look a bit higher and you see Coventry in seventh, and Blackpool were up there earlier in the season. So, in that respect, it's not a bad job. What I'm going to do, Stu, I just tapped it in on the other screen. Uh, so
1: <laughs> this is... That is a strange Norfolk accent, bad nasher. Yep, very uh true. This is... All oh, right.
0: how are you? Um, bettingodds.com. It'll give us some names, ignore the odds. So Neil Harris, Mark Burcham, John McGreal, Liam Manning, Frank Yallett, Michael Appleton. And then it gets silly, Frank Lampard, John Terry, Neil Warnock. Michael Flynn's actually interesting. Alex Neil, Chris Hewitt and Mark Bonner. Carl Robinson, Derek McInnes, Neil Lennon. Nigel Adkins, okay. Uh, Ricky, Mary Henker, I couldn't even tell you who he was. Steve Evans, Chris Coleman, Gavin Strachan, and we, we're getting into the realms of... Um, I tell you what, let me pick out maybe three or four for you to talk about. Um, how about Harris, Burcham, Appleton, and Michael Flynn? Um, though, those would be ones where it's a bit more
1: realistic, I think. Uh, I, I, the only one, I, I, I don't think any of them fit. I'll be honest. I think Harris's style of football will not be what the aspirations of the the people in charge of the club will be wanting. Um, you you mentioned Flynn, not not a bold enough name. I, I think I think you've got to look at what this club are trying to position themselves as from a like from a branding standpoint, and as well as on the football side of it, because that's part of the whole thing that's happening at Ipswich at the moment. I love when League gets mentioned. He's just clearly never going to manage again. Um, Bless him. Bless (laughs) uh, Mate, like, I mean, he he can be proud of what he achieved in football. I know, but
0: it was a running joke. Every job for 20 years, he'd get linked with.
1: Outstanding. And, like, honestly, seeing those betting odds things that you picked out, he was usually, like, the guy that would be sitting between 5th and 10th in every single one, (laughs) like, barring the massive clubs. But yeah, I mean, Flynn I don't think is a big enough name, but I think Ipswich, what they're trying to do is they're trying to position themselves as a different entity from a branding standpoint, which is why I can see why the the, the names that are a bit unrealistic would maybe be thrown in there just because I, I can definitely see them going down the route of doing an untried manager with a big name as a player. I think that could definitely happen. Well, I don't think it's gonna. I mean, Frank Lampard's obviously. Can, can we, we just? Um, I don't think it'll be John Terry. But can we just th-
0: fixate on a b- particular bit of semantics, Stu, as well? I think this is going to be Ipswich's first head coach. I think they've finally, finally caught up with the rest of the world. And it's not actually going to be a manager. It's going to be someone in this big. So, structure how does that, the
1: sporting model look then? So, Ashton obviously, I think he's official title CEO, right? So uh, he's
0: CEO. There's um, Andy Rules is. Um close. Um, it is very executive, executive, executive. Um, right. type well, then thing.
1: they're not catching up with the rest of the world yet because the right thing to do would be to employ a proper sporting model where sporting director, a head coach, or it doesn't need to be the title sporting well, director, it can be director of football. Aston uh, is
0: Aston is the director. He is
1: operating football, he? in that role, which was my yeah. point. But yeah. what they should do is they should brand his role as such, although the other side of that is. What, what, what that uh, means Stu, is because they, they essentially operating as the man who's got all the decisions. Can I tell you why they, they couldn't do that? Because there
0: was someone previously in the role, Leo Neal, was the director of football. Ah. And obviously we know in English employment law, you can not um, you can give somebody a different job title, but you can't uh, do it Definitely, in that way. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's just a bit of
1: semantics. Mark Ashton's the director <laughs> of football. Uh, yeah, but he's also CEO, which suggests that he's the, the chief... Executive, like the head man. Yeah, Mike O'Leary's so, the chairman, though. So, so that's yeah. that's where. The, the no, don't worry, don't like worry
0: it. about the semantics of it. I think they, I think they have caught up. Um, in terms, you're
1: confident of... in the sporting model, then, of the club.
0: I'm, I'm not confident in the sporting model. I'm confident that they're trying to catch up, basically.
1: Yeah, good enough. Right. Well, let's let's see. Let's see. We take that then. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it will be a head coach. That's where the likes of a Manning would be a good, a good shout because I think he's someone that's, that's kind of grown up in the culture of that being a thing, you know? A very, very little experience. Uh, you had a manager who knows League One Inside Out him. Um, that previous comment. So, Eddie Waller saying, I'm sorry, the oh, manager who knows League One Inside Out, but not from the division above. We've, I kind of think he did.
0: Paul Every single manager Ipswich have had, Roy Keane was promoted from the Championship, Paul Jewell was promoted twice, Mick McCarthy was promoted twice Paul Hurst was the supposed up-and-comer Paul Lambert was um, promoted twice Paul Cook has got all kinds of promotions so I've got to the point with previous qualifications where I'm like
1: throw it up in the air and try something else yeah that's fair enough mate I think I think Manning Manning's the one out of the names that are mentioned that sticks out to me as I think it's quite nice it would, it would look on the face of it progressive, but again, it could be Paul Hurst all over again from the basis of you go for an up-and-coming manager that's not really proven anything. There's also the fact that Manning's walked into MK Dons, which was set up really well by Russ Martin, and it was more of a continuation job.
0: Where, oh, as... wasn't... Can I Can I just push back on that? That's years before Russ Martin, MK, has been operating Yeah, really they've, they've well, been working
1: that. towards that way, but Russ was the guy that brought in the sort of record-breaking passing stats and all of that sort of stuff. i oh, sure he he left a good team, but the the setup pre pre. Oh, yeah, yeah, the part, setup Max of the club as a whole. Yeah. But I think in terms of the tactical nuances of how the team what plays its football, I, I think Russ pushed that onto a new level. And what Manning's going in is he's he's had a continuation job there. Whereas if he came into it's really Ipswich, nice setup, it would be his job to bring that in because. Paul Cook's tried to do something that hasn't really worked. As I said before, it's worked in fits and starts. But and that's, I suppose, that's the other danger for Ipswich here is they don't really have time to take a holistic look at this. A season but gives you. Do you, you, you. Sorry to interrupt.
0: You make a good point because it's they've almost kind of tried to do the same job twice. In that you're trying to set up a model, um, and Paul Cook almost comes with a model, doesn't he? Everyone knows what system he plays. He's got a reputation. And then go figure, Christian Walton, Sammy Morsi and Conor Chaplin are literally signing for Paul Cook because they played for him before. So it was almost like, okay, we're setting up a model here. And then Paul Cook comes and kind of tries to do that himself as well. So it's a bit of a duplication of uh, responsibility there, isn't there?
1: Uh, true. Uh, I we're going to go wonder, to Norwich
0: in just a minute. Carry on. Um, so Ach, it, to on be this. honest,
1: if it, I mean always the home channel gets the the bulk of the bulk of the airing. That's the way these things tend to work. But um, and I think it's quite right to talk about Switch. They're the other the other headline news this week. Uh, yeah, I, I think the other thing that's going to be interesting to me is so if Ashton is the the sporting director, the fact as you say, right, then is the style of football a bit like with Stuart Weber? Obviously, managers are going to come in and there's going to be stylistic nuances of their own. But Stuart weber has got philosophy for Norwich City, which he wants to see implemented. And he makes managerial appointments that are head coaching appointments that reflect that. Are we going to see the same here from Ashton? Because as you say, that was a really good point about Paul Cook. Paul Cook comes in and Paul Cook is Paul Cook's man, right? For all that, he will show deference to the board and all the rest of it. He's going to do things his way or the highway. I wonder if they're now going to bring in someone who, where there's more of a marriage between what the the head coach thinks and what the wider right. sort of yeah. structure of the club looks like. What
0: what I want to see Mark Ashton doing is, like you suggest, Stuart Webber, Mark Ashton, whoever. They can't coach a football team, but what they can do is, and you you say it nicely, marry up. Right, this is the profile of the player we're going to scout. This is what we're going to do through the age groups this is the manager we're going to have and all of that then should all kind of interlink together really and um you do make a good point that paul cook has been very successful do, he comes he comes with all that anyway i'm repeating myself can i just click another couple of comments here uh, yeah. mark Bonner from cambridge uh, what about kenny jacket a good old we had some good old experienced names in in
1: the chat there one from um, you see good Martin. old experienced names right but i think there's a total split in football now between your old school dinosaur types and the new school i mean like modern man like whatever whatever if you want to continue it's very right different now, now isn't but it? i think yeah. there's i think there's two totally diverse schools of thought and approaches I think, do think we should be very respectful to Chris I'm not being and, bit, and Kenny no, no, Jackett no, and Mick of style and of Football Neil Steve Warnock, Bruce, right? Warnock. Some of yeah. them have done really like had great careers, and and Warnock in particular is an amazing character. Love him. Don't want to ever see him out of the game. Like obviously he's getting on in years now, but <laughs> I just love him being there. But not. It's not just their style of football. It's not just their approach. You could argue Paul Cook's football, when it works, is really progressive. Very modern, yeah, actually. Yeah. Good to watch. However, but He's old school as well at the same time, though, isn't nah, he? That's the yeah. thing. His mindset yeah. is old school. His mindset is, I'm the man here, and I'm going to set it up. Whereas the new school of thought comes with a more holistic, progressive view on the football, which that's that's the kind of middle point here. And then the, the new school of management is it's new school football ideas and a new school methodology with regards to the way that they think about their football and their football club. And Ian Holloway... Has played some really good football, a name that's come up in the chat there. Played some really good football. His Blackpool team in particular was immense to watch. What he did with Charlie Adam just was mind-boggling. But got my move to Liverpool. That, that still <laughs> totally boggles my mind. But if you look at the if you look at Ian Holloway's sort of the way that he sort of thinks and the way that he was brought up through the game, he's from that old school managerial viewpoint that that he's the manager and that's it. <clears throat> it's more about more than results now. Football now. Don't get me wrong. That's what you live or die by, right? That will never change. But in terms of the reasons that you decide to hire a head coach, the the thinking that goes into that goes beyond just the results they'll bring, right? Mm. Some people sometimes do the thing where it's like, oh yeah, let's get a firefighter right, that can get us out of relegation situation or let's get someone who can get us up out of the division and then we can go all holistic thinking about it. And it can work the wrong way as well. Tony Pulis would have kept Stoke in the division till now, right? Stoke would still be a Premier League team under Tony Pulis. I totally believe that. But they became disenfranchised with long throws and wanted to have a more attractive style of football and inevitably ended up with them getting relegated back to where the club has traditionally kind of been, outside the top division.
0: Can I I just say, though, just in in deference to you know, that maybe firefighter style. We have seen it done effectively with still a director of football and that's the philosophy and that's how, do you know what I mean? It's just a just yeah. a different style, isn't it?
1: It is, but I think what we will see as well as we up switch now, I think that, I actually think, and, and this is something, what, what I love about having podcasts and talking about football is sometimes your opinion, I don't know if you get this, Ben, do you sometimes through the discussion like your opinion becomes more crystallized? Because that's happened to me tonight with Samsung. Some, sometimes assume.
0: change it as, as well. I think. I think it's I think it's really I think it's really important to do that because the problem with um football is there's so much what about and so much I told you so um mm. that people hook themselves onto an opinion and they they're obsessed then with being right about that and For example, you know, with 20,000 Bristol City fans telling me every week how Mark Ashton is the Antichrist, if in two years' time Mark Ashton has proven to be the Antichrist, I'll sit down and say, I lived that experience and I now agree with you. But,
1: yeah. um, I'm loving all these devil-like references that are coming up um, (laughs) because with the number of the beast... In the last podcast with oh, me, when Ipswich were six wins, six draws and six defeats, and now we're having the Antichrist chat. I'm loving it. By the it. way, just quickly, Stu, did you
0: see Saint selenas goal against Crew? I have not seen it, no. W- wow. I-, I honestly think if we do a combined, even with all those quality Norwich Premier League players, that might be the combined goal of the season for both. It's amazing goal. You know goal. what,
1: right? That, there's a good idea for a podcast. See, at the end of this year, will we do like a a combined awards thingy or something. Yeah, let's let's, let's do it. it. But make sure you split do.
0: down the middle so there has to be, because obviously when the teams are two leagues apart, it's very easy you to... You mean it. No, no, no. no.
1: Respe- there'll be an element of respective to the decision and ex- division and expectations and stuff. Um, I do want to go back on the, the the thing that I was saying about your opinion kind of forming and crystallising, right? Because what has happened to me through talking about this episode thing tonight is... I was looking at it and I was kind of maybe entering it with a bit less information and not having really discussed or thought about it in any, any great depth yet. I, I was kind of going from the, right, You could maybe I've given them a bit more time to sort it. But now that I actually sort of think about it and we've spoken a bit about it, I think in terms of trying to take the club where it wants to go from more of a, a systemic kind of element and, and trying to make it switch, From a brand standpoint, from a football club standpoint, and in terms of the model and the structure, I think it's a progressive move to bring in someone that will accept the structure that they're trying to implement at the club. So I can actually see why the decision has been made. One of the other names that came up in the chat there that hasn't been mentioned yet was Hasselbank, which I think is a really interesting one.
0: Was a Jody Morris in there as well from Lewis. Which um,
1: Jody there's... Morris would be an interesting one. He's really, well, really highly rated. That
0: that completely goes to your young new ideas. A, a coach that will work in a in a structure like that. Uh, Brilliant contacts
1: on... book as well. By the way, that's the other oh. thing with Jody Morris. Well, God, you saw what you saw what Derby when him and Frank went in there, and all of a sudden here comes Mason Mount, and Harry Wilson. Madness. Yeah. And also like yeah. the Hasselbank as well. The same is true to a lesser extent. And the difference with Hasselbank is you've got someone, I mean, look at the turnaround with Burton when he went in in January. I mean, that was, some that people was just
0: fit at a certain club. Cause I saw Hasselbank's QPR and they weren't good.
1: No, no, no well, this is true. And to be this fair,
0: QPR were a mess then. And probably you could have stuck some Bobby in there and it wouldn't have worked. But
1: what would be interesting to see is now Hasselbank. And this is one of the fascinating things about managers, right? As, because <laughs> you get so many managers that were defenders that build teams that can't defend. Tony Mowbray. Well, I, I mean, how team plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you no, know, that's it, right? Um, but then you also get managers that are attackers that are better at the defensive side of the game. So Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank came in and then Button started all of a sudden keeping all these clean sheets that kept them in the division, you know. And I think he's kept clean sheets in around half his entire games in in both his tenures as Button manager, and that's that's pretty staggering. I would be interested to see what he did with Ipswich's defence. I think it would be the most appetising style in the eye? Probably not. That's maybe why he won't be appointed, because I think they'll want someone that plays an attractive style of football. But uh, I-, I think in terms of... I- I'd like to see Hasselbank a crack at another job, and Ipswich, I think, would be... I- I'd like that as a vehicle for him, because I think that would give him a fair chance to kind of show what he could do. That's... I like that. Ryan Mason, who
0: um, I don't know if he's... is he still Brilliant. work at Spurs? Yeah. I think um, he was
1: working behind the scenes. I'm not sure. They, he the did the caretaker manager.
0: job after Jose yeah. Mourinho went. I'm going to make a couple more points, and then we must move on and talk about Norwich. Um, hey, you're the
1: boss, mate. This is your channel. No, no,
0: no, no, no. We we must, we must, we must, we must. Um, what was I going to say? Um, you'll be just interested in the timeline, Stu, where we had a situation... Um, where Paul Cook was essentially hired by Marcus Evans. And I just Mm -hmm. wonder if the new owners have played a very clever, shrewd move in saying, you install the next guy. If it goes well, he's our guy. If it doesn't go well, we've got in our pocket that we can now bring in our guy. I think there's something to the timing that Paul Lambert was removed and Paul Cook was put in
1: before others go in. What was the gap between the managerial appointment and the changeover up top? (laughs) It's very, very hard to say because Paul Cook was
0: very wink, wink, nudge, nudge in a lot of his interviews. So I think a lot of due diligence and everything have been done. And there's probably a signed contract on a desk for a long time before it actually went through. I'll tell you what it's like, Stu. It's a bit like one of those murky ones when Someone comes out of a relationship and all of a sudden they've got a they've got another girlfriend quite quickly. And you you wonder about the you wonder about the overlap, don't you? But um, what I was going to say is um, I had one good comment and I can't quote it exactly. Someone said in management um, or management spiel. It's a bit David Brent, I guess. um, (laughs) The only crime is to to not make a decision. And yes, we will never know if it would have worked out with Paul Cook. It might have worked out this season, might have worked out next season, but they've made a decision and they can stick their own guy in and live and die like it. Um, let's just get a couple more comments and then we'll we'll talk, we'll talk um, Norwich. Um, well, I want to throw, throw a question at you after you do the comments and then we'll go Sure, to sure. We must talk about Norwich, for God's sake, Stuart. Um, John van den Brom, been stacked from Genk. Really
1: interesting one. I will bow to Dan's superior knowledge, not a name I've heard. Uh, Martin. I I know about John van den Brom. I used to commentate at the the Belgian League. And a very, very decent coach. Big name. The the question for me would be, would he take a job that is two steps in the ladder outside the top division? I, I think he's realistic to know he wouldn't get a Premier League job off Offhand, but I think he would probably see himself as a championship caliber manager. You would need to really twist his arm talking to him about the squad and and stuff like that. But that's the kind of thing. I think. I think the good thing about Dan bringing that up is that's the kind of appointment Ipswich gonna, is going to have a, the widest pool. There's a whole of potential manager exactly. And,
0: yeah. Norwich
1: went for Daniel Farca from nowhere, right? And look at um, Poya
0: Aspargi, who's just gone in at Barnsley. Okay. It may not work, but Sweden under twenty one boss, you know.
1: Well, that's it, and I mean, th- th- to be honest, Valerian Ismail, nobody yeah. really heard of him. <laughs> like, or well, yeah. I mean, some people had, but not not from a manager. I was like, oh, he's a manager now, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember getting him an FM like, years ago. There you go. <laughs> when he was in Palace, answer. yeah.
0: Um, I just want to read Martin's one uh, dilemma: Do your American um, owners throw money at a big name manager, go for an up and coming who knows the lower league? um what about koku ben uh alex neal would be a sensible appointment never taking the job i know alex uh, <laughs> uh, we'd take emma hayes at Port road a few people going for the female um going down the female route there we've had a few suggestions there listen I, right see
1: from the branding standpoint that would be such a bold one i
0: don't want to get heat for this forest green will be the first club to have a Female manager, you just know, you just know That's everything else about them, doesn't it? Everything, doesn't it? with yeah, the with yeah, the, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. um with the progressive, right?
1: For God's sake, let's. Wait, right, right, about... right, Quick, quick, quick! No, no, no! Right, I'm oh, going to do it. At you, then you can come to me. Who do you want of all the names that have kind of been mentioned or in the ether? If there's one or two that stick out, and if you want to kind of expand beyond that, what kind of manager do you want?
0: Yeah, I. If you don't mind, and you accuse me of um, never leaving anything stuck to the wall, don't you? What Um, what
1: salad guy? Because, by the way, everyone, (laughs) I I tried. I went through my last podcast where I was asking him, so do you think Paul Cook's going to last, all of that stuff? I was looking for one quote. I could throw it (laughs) then and say, well, you got that wrong, didn't you? Not one. The guy should be in the Tory press office. I'm I'm
0: wrong a lot of the time, believe you me. But the thing (laughs) is... Um, it goes back to what we were saying earlier in the conversation. If you accept that most of this has nuance, a lot of it is subjective, and if you hold your hands up when you are wrong, then you never get caught with your pants down, do you? So, um, oh, that's I'm the same, look, I totally agree
1: with you. I would like, um, that's a first by the way. We should, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask you for the video so I can clip that out. There you go.
0: I would like someone who can fit into a structure with a you know with the layer of executives above because that's where Ipswich seem to be going and that's where the game has gone literally years ago um I don't think it has to be a name I think it has to be it has to be about the ideas honestly I'd like yeah. to think they'd be bold enough to um you know, to be blown away in an interview and say, this guy came in and swept us. I would love that to be, to be the case. And we've tried everything. We've had the superstar in yeah. Roy Keane. We've had the proven Paul Jewell. Mick was obviously really good for three years and then soured under the Evans thing. Um, we went for the up and coming Paul Hurst. There's a fan. There's a fascinating um, sliding door scenario of, where would Ipswich be? Would they be any worse off if they hadn't shipped Paul Hurst out after and just gone with it? Obviously, Paul Lambert was was proven in other jobs, specifically uh, Norwich, and Paul Cook was as well. So, honestly, I
1: I'm quite happy. Um, with, uh, yeah, yeah. You're just waiting to see what's thrown at you, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, come um, on, Ben. Bad Marshall's right. Give us a name.
0: So many, <laughs> so many have come and come and failed honest but bad nasher if neil harris came in i'll be 100 percent behind him if they do go for a you know old school who knows league one who's going to play direct and just try and win games or warnock or whoever i'm behind whoever comes in because i'm a i'm a fan at the end of the day i'll take my i'll take my pundit pundit hat off um Matt makes a good point. There is Daniel Stendhal available because he bossed League One for um, Barnsley. Um,
1: Sophie's got a brilliant
0: question. <laughs> Go away, Sophie! <laughs> Stop it. Right, let's talk about Norwich for God's sakes. Because right. um, last time we spoke, um, very much more optimistic situation for Norwich. Um, so I think this was after. Was it? Uh, it may have been after the the second win. So the run then extends out to eight points in four games, which is obviously very good. Um, look, European form, mate. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> um, what are Spurs on? No, they're not on two points per game. It's Champions League form, that Better than better than European form. So um, the game against Spurs, my take on it, and I'll be interested in yours, Stu, is that Norwich... It was probably a fair outcome, but I think Norwich should have been on the on the score sheet. And I'm interested to hear your take on
1: you Is know sorry.
0: Yeah, against against Spurs. I think I think um Pookie's more than capable of taking that early chance to give Norwich no, he need, no, needs to take it. That's Norwich the lead and then he needs to take it. Um Ida as well, Ida Ida in the in the second half, um could have had soft defeat there, but more as class, isn't he? And Son's class. Yeah,
1: and- uh, no, no, right. They're class players. The expected goals differential, right? <laughs> That's one that the traditionalists will love. I think Norwich had um, about 1.2 though, didn't they? We no, we, we were within a goal of yeah. Like We should was have less been on the score not We should have been on the score sheet, but I mean, shoulda, woulda, coulda. You'd three mm. strikers. On the pitch, every one of them got a golden chance, a gilt edged, clear cut, should be scoring. I feel like, bad. Seven either. or eight or ten of the sergeant them. now. Ch- he's got no uh, confidence, poor, poor fellow. Oh, he's he? but he's yeah. poor, mate. He's poor. That
0: looks like but he's struggling. You don't, you don't like to see it, do you? No, you
1: don't like to see it, but that looks like the worst waste of money. At Stuart Weber's get tenure. your comments in on um, Norwich, uh, please, guys. We've switched over now. That, that looks like Stuart Weber's biggest error on the transfer market by quite a distance. Like the amount of money that was spent on Josh Sargent, I, I think, to this point. Teemu Puki is a player that if he scores his first chance, he can go in and get you a hat-trick. But if he misses that first chance, then it, it seems to seems to not work for him for the rest of the game quite a lot of the time. And to be honest, Teemu, you've got faith in, right? But you can't rely on just him. No, Rasheed's no. always coming into a wee bit of form, obviously got the knock. He, unfortunately, he's had those problems stretching back to his time in Germany. Can right. I just jump in there, Stu? What What mm-hmm. do you think about the? Because I, I quite like the idea of
0: the you, the the three at the back, and you get you know you can get the fullbacks forward. You don't get outnumbered in midfield, and you can easily get another another body in the in the.
1: I I don't subscribe to this. Oh,
0: two up front, get two up front, and you you'll automatically neither, be more. Neither do I,
1: but, but and I think like changing the system, I think was the right thing to do for the the Spurs challenge the challenge of Spurs away you want to have that bit more reinforcement at the back I also think I was if you're going to play Gilmore in the deep pocket in midfield having three defenders behind him gives him a bit more freedom to do that did that work don't really think it did Adamida showed enough against Newcastle that I think he deserved the start oh you should have won that game shouldn't you the chance at the end needed to win that game. oh my god <laughs> I was uh, watching that on Amazon, actually, and I was like, no, are going to win it? Either way, right, see, on that note, right, I was doing a talk-along, me and Chris Reeve did a talk-along on a space on Twitter, and <laughs> I just couldn't believe that they had uh, Alan Shearer being as biased as you could imagine. Oh, as the no. And then was, Les Ferdinand was, referring honestly, to we.
0: From a, from a neutral point of view, I thought I thought Shearer made plenty of efforts to be even-handed. I, I I think I saw a lot of this. Can I just say, there is a fashion, uh, uh, no. I go on Twitter during games nope. and
1: people just moan
0: about summarizers the the whole time. No, I know that that's a favourite sport
1: for people, but given that I actually do the job professionally, I only choose, not summarizing the commentary, but I try not to stick the boot in when I can avoid it. But I just think, like from from Amazon's point of view as a broadcaster, right, their idea of a balanced panel. Okay, Simon Thomas is a Norwich fan, right? Who was was the coverage. He? But he's the he presenter, so it's his job to remain neutral yeah. and impartial, right? They had Aluko and Ferdinand as their as their analysts, and then Shearer and CoCom's. There's absolutely no balance to that. It's shocking, that would-
0: man. I, I think... I I, I don't agree. Um, I think No, 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 should...
1: no, but how, how can you not agree, right? Well, if, if you, if you let me finish my that... sentence, I'll tell you. No, 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 but if you've got three people that are designed to give an opinion, right, and two of them are actually former Newcastle employees, then that is not balance. No, 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 no. You, you have to judge people on their
0: ideology and what they say, not their status. So mm, you, I'm, I'm not going to have that someone's not intelligent, especially Les Ferdinands, a... Um, a um, sporting director of a football club. He's he's a smart cookie. Um, I look if you can give me quotes of stuff they said that was was biased. Right, fine, Forderland but referred I, to
1: Newcastle as we at one point.
0: I don't accept that just because somebody used to play for a club that they're going to be. In that
1: there's an implicit bias. I I I don't I think, think that's giving you've got a, I think if you credit. as a broadcaster, right, have three people that you have elected to do that. Even if you've got a two v one situation.
0: Um, What's Aluko's situation? I don't. I'm not I am. Familiar
1: I'm, with. I'm not particularly familiar with her, but I would have known if she was. A so Norwich who's the player. third then? So Ferdinand, Shearer, and Aluko, right? So what, and then uh, you got your commentator and your presenter. But so what's Aluko's link to Newcastle? I, I don't know. I think she was just on the coverage because she's a, a, a talented analyst of football, right? So she's not. She's not biased then. No, she's not biased. But my point is, if you've got two out of three. Right, and not one of them. Two out of three are Newcastle, and not one of them is Norwich. That is an imbalance to the panel, regardless of whether you're judging them on whatever. Right, it should be representative. Right, and and for that basis, I think the the as a broadcaster, the to be they, fair, Les
0: Ferdinand played for Newcastle probably for only two seasons. I reckon. Ah, so he, it was he a he memorable played, two
1: seasons, and he's loved by the fans.
0: He, and he played with. Obviously, Shearer is literally the most Newcastle guy you can absolutely get, isn't he? But I, I, look, I, I wouldn't worry about that. It's a it's a fun debate, isn't it? Um, my I, I, my argument is if you show me the evidence of them being biased, but I saw a lot of it coming up. I spent all my time
1: and... looking for evidence of you, mate, and I failed so hard. <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe Shearer's left his hands a <laughs> bit. I just I do remember um, uh, Shearer in deference to Norwich saying they were coming on stronger. I remember it him saying when they bought um Eder on, they looked more of a threat. I remember him saying they deserved the the equalizer. I remember him saying that um it it wasn't going in Newcastle's um favour. And I think I remember him saying they were lucky to have taken the lead as well. So I I I don't think he was as I, I, it was I, nice I about
1: Pookie's goal. I will say that, and Pookie's goal was a great hat. But it yeah, like getting it, getting it, getting back to a wee bit. I always like it when we get a bit fractious. A.H. Robbins talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm well. chill. Um, I'm, I'm chill. You're
0: very grumpy about this. I, I, my, my, you. Com, my complete. Um, I always and I don't want to be Mr. Moral High Ground, but judge people on their ideology, Wait, not their state. D- 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 listen,
1: own. I know about that. I'm a Celtic fan who works in the sports media in Scotland. Right, I can give impartial opinions on Celtic and Rangers. But try telling that to either a Celtic or a Rangers fan if they're of the opposition persuasion and you're like, talking to a brick wall. So I, I wholeheartedly respect that. Yeah. But I just think as a broadcaster, you would never see a Celtic versus Rangers coverage or a Norwich versus Ipswich coverage, I think, where you would have not at least one representative of one of the clubs. Matt Holland would be on there or something. You know yeah, I mean, he's
0: doing Ipswich Charlton tonight he played for well, there you go. played for both yeah, ah, yeah. Right,
1: I, I suppose perfect right and if yeah. you can get someone who's played for both even better but that's the that's the kind of key thing but yeah just getting by to the kind of wider Norwich thing but, I mean the big problem at the moment and this is what dominated my my post match Twitter space because I kind of host a um, sort of canary call for the scene type thing uh, <laughs> where I get Norwich fans to to come on and give their opinion and we have a d- discussion um and the the dominating So I'm just factor. getting these.
0: You don't have to respond to these. I'm just making. Sure yeah, I'm just there. working
1: global bud stocks. Right, it was a handball from Chula's header again. VAR's selective and and when it's used and when it's not. So the idea that it would take all talking points out of the game is gone. But yeah, Norwich City need a striker. That's that's what's dominating the narrative now. And my, my take on it is I think Stuart Weber should take the if you get over 20 million and definitely if you hit 25 plus add-ons, you sell Max Edens and you fund buying so a striker. So,
0: where, where do you think he might he might go now? Uh, Aaron's? Ma- Max Aarons.
1: I don't know what the market is for him anymore. I, I think it Spurs? might have been better a year ago. Yeah, I reckon he could get a move to a Spurs-type club. I think that's... I mean, it depends how much they're in the market for a right-back. I, I don't think Doherty's really worked as a signing for them, so it might be that they... And, and it depends what Conte would be wanting, you know? It's a good cool. question. Um, um mm.
0: uh, how bad are you missing
1: oh, like a hole su- in the head, mate? I
0: suppose Norman is there to fill the void, but he's injured now.
1: Yeah, Storm and Norman got hurt, but Norman, <laughs> Norman can Norman. actually, yeah, that's money, that's um, dreadful. Um, no, I mean, you, you ever seen him play? He's a barn storming footballer, he's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Um, Storm and Matthias Norman is already Norwich City player of the year. <laughs> I am, um, I, I think. <laughs> I think he was bought as kind of the replacement for him, but he can do a bit more than that. So I actually think if you still had Skip, you could employ Norman a wee bit further forward. Um, So I like, but but the the problem is, I think Norwich's squad's all right. Yeah, we missed Skip, but I think in, in the rest of the sort of back midfield area, in terms of being Norwich City in the Premier League, we're not that badly blessed. Yeah, Sophie's right. By the way, Sophie, never knew you were a Canary. Nice to meet you. I enjoyed your question earlier. There you um, go. He's, <laughs> he's changed his tune now, hasn't he? Eh? I, I loved her question. Like, does <laughs> does an Ipswich manager have to be called Paul? I thought I hadn't thought of that. That's brilliant. No, it's a disgraceful, Ipswhouseery, um, um, Sophie. But I, my, my, um, my thing is, is, is upfront, we need someone else that can get us ten goals. Well, and th- those there you go. Boundaries. Chris
0: has just raised you, um, Todd Cantwell. He's an an excellent player and did it at Premier League level pretty well last time, didn't he?
1: Yeah, for about that? six, the, not not harsh and Todd, he did it for about six months at Premier League level and his best spell at Norwich City was in the Premier League. I do What about that? He, nah, um, no, no, I, don't, about, I don't think we'd get Dwight Gale, I don't think we'd afford the I, I to like Dwight Gale. I think we'd be out with the bracket and I think his best football's behind him. Um, so, I, um, I, Steve, I think it's, can hard, I ask, it's hard to sign the right striker.
0: Can I ask you a question that's impossible for you to answer that I'm struggling to answer on my Dearly Departed videos? By the way, if you are a Norwich fan, check out the Dearly Departed series. We do look at Norwich each and every game. So I keep saying what I don't want to see from Norwich is the points per game graph go like that and then come back down. Uh, It won't come back down to quite where it was, you know, with that losing streak at the start of the season. I don't want for the sake of you and my Norwich friends on here, I don't want that four-game period, which, as you correctly pointed out, is actually Champions League form at the moment. Um, I don't want that to be an outlier. What can they do? Because when you're down at the bottom, Stu, you have to win when the circumstances work for you, i.e. when... Um, Newcastle Dominating, against Wil-
1: Dominating against Wolves at home And Newcastle getting a player sent off yes. after 10
0: minutes So yes. that troubles me um, what, What's yeah. your view?
1: Well, w- what is my view? I think those are points that we've left on the board That we couldn't really afford to Okay, they're done, but now going forward Do you, do you think this bump's going to become an outlier? Well, the problem is The next six games are really, really tough Have you the look at Norwich's fixture list Um just pop it up now for me so that I can go through them Yeah, I'll I'll
0: get it up. Um, Um, I'm
1: joking. I know. So, well, Norwich City's next six fixtures are going to define... Well, every period of the season kind of defines it a little bit, but I think the the, the key area now is we've got six fixtures until January the 1st. Oh, look, the return of Buendia on the 14th. ah, And the return of... Well, not the return of Dean Smith, but Dean Smith Uh, against his former side. Well,
0: he should be pretty well scouted, for goodness sake, shouldn't he?
1: Yeah, I always
0: remember, Stu, I don't know, this is before your time. Um, Mm -hmm. Brian Hamilton was working for Ipswich and ended up being the caretaker manager in the local derby about three weeks after leaving and did an (laughs) absolute number on us in the local derby with his knowledge of
1: all the players. Hopefully that works. Um, Man United at home is the kind of game that can be an outlier in a season, you know, Um, 5.30 under the lights. Norwich City are going to be right up for that. Point to prove after the Spurs game as well. The Aston Villa game, I think, even at this stage in the season is a must-win. Then you've got West Ham away. On the, uh, That's hard, week, isn't it? A week in Saturday. Brent, Brentford, Brentford won there, and West
0: Ham now have Ogbonna and Zuma both out
1: at centre-back. Mm-hmm. I, I still think it's a really tough assignment, and I think they can really, really hurt Norwich City with the quality that they've got. Same as Arsenal, we've got on Boxing Day at home, then Palace away a couple of days later. and there's then within there, that there, three, Palace? Yeah, maybe. And then within that three-game week, there's another game away at Leicester. So James Madison. Away from home, you've got West Ham, Palace and Leicester. At home, you've got Man United, Arsenal and Villa. Villa's the only one in that that you look at, and it's going to take some big results. If Norwich City are going to stay in the division, that's that's the thing, and I think this next period, of six games, will give you a better. You're talking about the points per game graph. I always try and avoid doing that because I think, I mean, I think it can be used as a guideline. I think you've got to contextualise it. Absolutely. Oh, I think, absolutely. I think it, this next six games, every will tell you... Every oh yeah, stat, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, every stat uh, needs stats, context. damn yeah, lies and totally statistics, agree. man. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or lies, damn lies statistics. Seem, stats, statistics, damn and statistics. Uh, stats, damn stats and statistics. Stats, stats, damn stats and lies. Um, I look at the um, I look at the next six games and I think that will provide that context. There needs to be
0: a, a win and a draw minimum
1: in four there, points. Absolute there? minimum. But yeah. to be honest, I think you need, I think you need seven to be properly in the fight. So I yeah. think we need a big win in one of the two home games against Arsenal or Man United. And then if we can get a win in that villa game and squeak a point in the road, six points out of six would be would be fine. I, can I we just say. do a,
0: a little further analysis of the table here? Because um at the moment you've got four teams below the point per game level. Watford. Watford, to be fair to them, have just had a heinous run and now it opens out a little bit better for um, Ranieri. Do you foresee a high tide, i.e., 36, 37, to survive, or a low tide? Whoa. And uh, with with the knowledge that we think Newcastle might improve sometime in February or something, and only always improve.
1: No, well, but it's going to be interesting to see because they're obviously going to throw. Ridiculous amounts of money at it in January. And it's going to be interesting to see who they bring in because it's going to be some bonkers signings. And it might not work. I mean, look at Ipswich Town. They've got a bonkers squad for League One, and it's not necessarily what. I mean, and that wasn't even done mid
0: season to- either.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and from the so- bottom of the table without having one foot. Six months or whatever it was. So that's the that that's the key thing there. Whereas Newcastle is going to be interesting to see what they do. I'm kinda for the benefits of my health, exonerating them from relegation trouble, and I'm looking at all the rest of the teams. I
0: I, I don't think they're out of relegation trying, trouble. Not, yeah, I'm trying not to do that. You, you can see, you've seen this scenario before, haven't you? Where it all stacks out, and I don't know. Maybe the signs don't happen until mid-January. Maybe one of them gets injured. And they're still if Newcastle haven't had much of a pickup, they leave themselves having to basically score 1.8 points per game for the rest of the season, which but, they won't do. They they can become yeah, yeah. average. Do you know but, what I mean? But, but they can, and they, they might
1: leave themselves too much to do. But they can spend hundreds of millions of pounds in one player if they want.
0: But I don't think that's that's going to jump them from abject bottom of the league to you know being able to win eight if out of ten games. 300
1: million in the transfer window, I think they stay up. Put it and, like that.
0: On how I, I think
1: I think, they, I, think they, I think they stay up. I, but I if think it's Eddie killing Hale. Mbappe, then yeah, fine, okay. But it depends who wants to go. It's gonna meet, it's gonna be exactly. really interesting.
0: I do think there's a and I, I know you're um trying. You know, to be pragmatic and not get not get too many teams that you think there's a chance of finishing above. But there is a scenario that Newcastle leave this too late and they can't get out of it.
1: Yeah, QP. That for the is a scenario, tomorrow. I promise. QPR forever's on that note. He says if Newcastle sign a bunch of mercenaries, it can go badly. Well, he them. would know
0: better than anybody because that's exactly what
1: QPR yeah. did, you
0: know, European Cup winners. And there was that famous stat that QPR's salary was more than Borussia Dortmunds, who are in the Champions League final the same year. Yeah. Um, QPR were relegated in 2013 or whatever. So Madness, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolute but, madness. Yeah, I mean that's that's the Premier League. Then it's even more crazy now. Uh, Norwich, sure. at least but low, t- low tide was your was your answer. Yeah, yeah. so it'll be low. Yeah, I think okay. I think thirty six points will keep you in the division this year. I I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. No. Yeah, I
0: 38 definitely will. Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, just one more question quickly before we go. Um, Stevie Gerrard and Emmy Buendia... Sitting in a tree, Emmy playing on the left left wing, starting to play well, quite well now. Yeah. Red, ready for
1: midweek next week. Aye, <laughs> like I mean, I did actually
0: think. Is that is that, but... a,
1: is that a nice partnership for you though, Gerard and Buendia? Do you like that? Uh, remains to be seen. Gerard's Rangers team was really good in the break. Emmy Buendia was good in a Norwich team that monopolised possession. So whether that works <laughs> in the long term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but whether that works in the long term I don't know so I mean I think Villa's squad really suits Gerard because of that ability to, to play in the break you look at all of the recruitment the likes of Bailey and stuff I mean it's a team with a lot of pace in it so I'm interested to see how it works for Gerard. maybe he could do a job similar to what he did with Ryan Kent so he made Ryan Kent a better player not a Premier League and not an Emmy Wendy a classic player but him I, I, really... I suspect you may
0: see a bid um, from Mr Gerrard from Mr Kent, mightn't you? Do
1: you think? So I am <laughs> actually on the record uh, somewhere in sports media this week saying I don't think he's a Premier League quality player and I don't think Stephen Gerrard does either. I don't think he's oh, a single okay. Rangers player. I, I think he thinks the level's too desperate um, and he's, he's right. That, that current Rangers squad I don't see a single Premier League player in and, and if there's any Rangers fans watching this, I better watch my windows tonight. <laughs> um, I jest, I jest, but uh, yeah, uh, I think there's, there's a couple of things in the comments about who Norwich City can bring in, and I've been beating this drum, and I'm going to do it in this podcast as well. Daryl DK, bring me Daryl oh, DK for Christmas. Love it. Big value being for him as well at West Brom, won't he? Well, see the thing is, West Brom fans despise the football. My my mate was was telling me that the the longest passage of play in terms of number of passes leading to a West Brom goal was in single digits this year. That, that won't stop the phone call going into um, Orlando, will it? <laughs> it won't. And I would love. I'd, I mean, I'd, whether a permanent transfer is doable, maybe if you fund it with Maxi. I like. I pass. like that actually. That's, I just. I, a, I just think. Yeah, of all the that would. I think he's the right fit. And definitely, even if you need to pay $5 for a six-month loan, do it. Mm, Do it. He's absolutely what we lack. He's got a bit of everything. And the key thing that he's got is he's a total goal scorer. Some of those goals for Barnsley were just him gambling into the six-yard box, and others were him holding it up, bringing other players into play, rocketing the the shots in. Proper player. Love
0: him. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed him last season. Right,
1: uh, I, I want him. I want him. That's that's Mr Weber. Bring me him for Christmas, please.
0: <laughs> and that, that's our show, everybody. If you want a shout out, let me know now, and we'll get them up before the
1: end of the <laughs> show. Um, I'm getting you... so much Rangers hate in the in the comments oh. now. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, it's good to see a healthy rangers again. Good for Scottish football. Just got to say that. Carry on.
0: There <laughs> we go. I'll be going nowhere near that topic on um on this channel. There we go. Um thank you everybody for watching. We'll be over on Stu's channel um next time. In yeah, a
1: couple of weeks ish. Um, we'll but be obviously. We'll be talking pressured.
0: about a new Ipswich manager, likely at, at that point. We'll be talking about Emi Buendia's return and hopefully one of those three pointers or one point.
1: Uh, at the Canal Road yep that would be good
0: has already has already happened Um, uh, Stu do you want to just give a quick little
1: plug where can people find the channel and what what can they find on there so especially for any kind of Norwich fans or any fans that are interested in in football as a whole I launched my Hodgie the Hack so that's H-O-D-G-E-Y the Hack, all one word, H-E-C-K, with the in the middle. and um, That's all my social media you can find. And the YouTube channel, The what I launched my Hodge on Nodge podcast with was an interview with Alec Neal. It's the one exclusive interview with him about his time at Norwich City and some of his general thoughts on the game itself. And then on that Hodge the Hack YouTube channel, I've recently launched a new podcast as well called Hack and Tackle. Which is me and my mate, who's a former professional footballer and coach, assistant manager, Craig Easton, UEFA licensed guy. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah. Um, and he uh, and me and him were talking about basically, so for me, when a new manager goes into a football club, it's the buttons that I press on football manager. So we spoke about that first team meeting, about the training sessions, about how you make things stick with players, the impact they can have, all of that kind of stuff. So all of those buttons, me assertively saying we can get the playoffs in a team meeting, he told me that the equivalent is um drawing some nefarious things to, to break the ice with the squad on a whiteboard. So take from that what you will. But I that, that, that was a really interesting podcast just to get a bit of insight into what it's like when a new manager goes in. So aye, that's my that's my new venture, but Hodge on Nodge is the traditional one. You can find both of them in the podcast platforms and Hodge the Hack is me on YouTube and social media. Booyakasha!
0: <laughs> so that's that's just atrocious, the booyakasha at the end. Uh, Unbelievable scene. I, I
1: can he do the thing. You know the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I can do actually
0: do. Can you? Let's I, see. I'll do it into the mic. Well, I'm a piano player, so I shouldn't really do this, but... Ooh. Yeah? Good tone. I-
1: yeah, that I, was I nice. do it that with no, no, what, 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 what? Um,
0: it there's a read that in that um Spike By the Lee way, documentary, that
1: rhythm, that, that rhythm sorry, is amazing. Like you were showing off your <laughs> proper that, that was almost syncopation. Between, in like, the um
0: in the Spike Lee documentary about Michael Jackson, they point out that of all the genius things Michael Jackson can do, he's actually got the best finger snap sound anybody has ever had in the history. Of the world. check it out, it's um it's um v- very informing right thank you everybody for watching we'll probably be back in about a fortnight so go and give um Stu a follow because if you want to mm-hmm. see this show you're going to need to be uh, down his channel thank you everybody um for getting involved in the comments and we will see you all next time